week on the X Factor. I mean, I mean FVTV. Welcome to Fans Voice TV, episode eight. Uh, great to be back. Great interest as well on last week's one. I'm here tonight with Neil Horgan, as usual, Rob Lee Han, John O'Flynn, myself, Darren Murphy, and we have a, actually got a special guest tonight. It's Chris Eubank. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, and it's um, superb um, <laughs> podcast. Um, I'm here with my seven senior citizens, and my son. My son will be fighting. My son will be fighting soon. He he he. He wasn't Russian, u- Chris. You <laughs> <laughs> he, wa- he, wa- he wasn't using his jab. He needs to use his jab more. His jab, jab. And uh, who, who's your son fighting, Chris? <clears throat> um, Spike O'Sullivan, <laughs> who also used a hypnotist. <laughs> really, welcome, welcome, Chris. Welcome. welcome, welcome, everyone. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here again to talk more football. There's lots of topics. From the League of Ireland, from Cork City games, from Cove Ramblers games. I was at them again this weekend. So Cork City would have played Derry Friday night. And Cove Ramblers, <laughs> <laughs> Cove Ramblers were playing at loan. So two good games to watch. Yeah. Anyone watch any games? Or is it just me? I watched the highlights on Monday night. And there was about four goals in the whole league, was there? Yeah, the something's getting better, is it? Yeah, it must be. <laughs> Attendance is... <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a bad night, Friday night, though. The weather was bad. It was shocking, yeah. Was there a game Monday? Yeah, just Rovers and Harps Monday. Ro- oh, yeah, Rovers yeah. won 3-0. Yeah, that's when the attendances kind of came down again, didn't they? And the cold game last night off. I was, yeah. half, I was halfway down towards the tunnel in crazy traffic and it's got off. the text that it was off, but the, the rain was unbelievable. We had a game at Douglas Hall call off on our Astro last night. Right. It was that bad. Was it? Yeah. The ref the ref called it just an hour before the game because the wind and rain were so bad. Did so it get switched from there to Money Gorney? Igno- yeah, it was, originally it was in Rockmount. They switched to Douglas Hall so that it would go ahead and it still couldn't go ahead off, even yeah. on the Astro. The rain was unreal, right? Do we have uh, some questions? We have quite a few questions, Lee. The first one, I suppose, as we talk a lot about Cork City, we'll start with a Cork City one. Okay. What would be considered a good, successful season for Cork City this season? Um, I was talking to a couple of lads who were at the um, community event that we held today, the Football Memories, and... That went well, did it? Yeah, very well, yeah. I, at least I knew where it was, and I knew where I was going <laughs> in the end. Um, but no, I was just saying that, think of the, the double winning season where they had such a great start, and they petered yeah. out. I said, wouldn't it, isn't it better to, to have a dodgy start, and then have a great end to the season, and finish on a high? Yeah. I said, which would you prefer to take? And and they were all in unison that they'd take a great finish rather than I know they won the league, but it, it, it you know stumble over the line. So know, yeah. that could happen. It, you know, it's a young team, it's a new team. It's they're trying to gel. You know. Yeah. So that's my opinion. It's unsure, isn't it? How they'll how they'll finish this year? Like la- last few years, you would have thought they were up there, the top. But I think they will be up around the top because. Just watching the game during night, um, it, it's going to take a while for them to gel. There's a lot of new faces there, and you know yourself being in the team, waiting for lads to, you know, when you're training, understand what they're going to do, what movements they're going to make when they're up top or midfielders coming onto the ball, stuff like that. So, it's going to take time. I think Cork fans though always expect trophies, in every in every sport and GA as well. So if Cork aren't, if City aren't challenging for leagues and cups. They're gonna be fans aren't gonna be impressed. They're not gonna be happy. They're not gonna be satisfied with 
fourth or fifth, basically. Yeah, I think as a player, when you come to Carto, you expect to win something. So it's not like yeah, players sure. are coming yeah. and thinking, oh, I'm playing for Cork. They're playing under pressure to win the trophy or or win something for the fans. What so do you think, Chris? I, <laughs> I see success. Pure success. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, actually, it, it'll be an amazing achievement by Caulfield if he, if he gets him near the top this year. Genuinely, I do. I think it's probably the biggest challenge he's had because they're a young team and they've lost so many fellas and they haven't replaced them with experienced guys, they've replaced them with young guys. So that's going to be very difficult. <laughs> and Cork City fans as well are spot on because I've a bone to pick with you. So <laughs> did you see this on Twitter? I did see that, Girl, yeah. It's a M-I-C-L-S-4, I, is that Michelle or something, 4, so... Hoggy mixed up the Sedanta Cup semi-story, yes. though we lost on penalties to Derry in the yes, FAI Cup. We beat them two weeks uh, later in the semi of the Sedanta Cup. Dan Murray marauded up the left wing, put in to Timmy Coyley. Anyway, if you read the post on, I'm in for scoring a pen. Right. So, yeah, I saw the post. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I, I think they got it wrong. The post. What? No, no, no. It's Honestly. no, 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 no. It's on. It's on Cork City's homeplace. If you yeah, go in, I'm like showing you right they, now on Twitter. When did they put that up? Did, it, this, was, this was back in 2007 <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, well, how many Murphys were in the team that day? There was no Darren Murphys in the team that Danny day. Murphy. Look, Darren Murphy saw he shot Possibly. the oh, sh- Darren Murphy scored a penalty. There you go, written in black and white. But the first uh, post was it that I was mixing up the FA in the Santa Cup on the show the last day, was it? Yeah, but yeah. we played them in the Santa <clears throat> Cup at home. Yeah, I know that. But in the penalties... Do, do, did they both the go year we won the league that you'd done the Yelp one what like you're a solicitor uh, uh, slander the wrong word or yeah it's <laughs> just misrepresenting the truth I think is the term we'll move on anyway I, I'm, oh, I'm willing to forgive oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen solicitor a few times clarify you next week Darren okay clarify you what are the questions so next one is do negative comments from the stands affect you when you're on the pitch I don't think you pay much attention to him, really. Do you? Unless it's really, really bad. No, not really. I think some of the... Not, no, I think it actually inspires you. I don't know what you think. I think you've got to take it as a compliment. Yeah. If if fans are, you know, goading you or... Do you mean your own fans or the away fans? Sorry. Yeah, it's which, so it doesn't specify. Yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing, it's, both, I I'm guessing yeah. it's the away fans. Surely. Yeah, if it's the away fans. Do you fans. pay much attention to fans at games? Being, being honest, like, when they're shouting, I... If you I don't really, it kind of gets blanked Yeah, take control. I, see, I think it affects me more in like amateur games because there's only you can only hear there's it. only twenty people on the sideline. Mm-hmm. So if one fella calls you useless, whatever you can hear, you it. can hear it. But if there's five thousand in turns across, you can't hear that anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think the only time it affected me maybe I remember reacting a few times when we were knocking it about at the back, and you still see it in turns across. Yeah, like I think we were talking about it the last day. Yeah, and the crowd get upset because the ball isn't going forward. <coughs> but you've kept the ball. What are you doing? How do you go? You're just saying that. I thought of something. I laughed the other night. I was, I was at the game, and this guy said to one of the players, <laughs> "Joe's like ten minutes left," and he's like, "He gave away the ball, and he's, you go home, will ya?" And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like thinking, if he goes to, if he goes home, they'll be down to ten men, like you know. <laughs> I remember my wife and her mud and mother went to one of the games. Um, I can't remember we were playing now back in. 
was it 2014 I'd say um, or was it 15 but anyway something happened during the game and someone just it kind of went quiet and someone just shouted ASSAULT <laughs> and for the next two weeks that's all they kept saying <laughs> I was like well, they, should, they were gone for the whole game then that just <laughs> or, the, or the guy that night when we were watching yeah, the game oh funny. my god unbelievable so, uh, I don't know it was, it was, it was I don't know it was last season anyway myself and Hoggy were sitting next to each other it lost but yeah. there was a guy just on the right hand side must have been 60s 70s mm. Just there was a player down injured. Uh, it was the opposing team's player, but it was right by the top right hand side corner. He just stood up out of his chair. No one was talking. Now the place is silent because this guy was getting treated. He's, he just started saying, "Get up!" Yeah, <laughs> over, yeah, over. But over and over, strangely, like there was no yeah. like it wasn't a song or anything. It was like, "Get up!" <laughs> <laughs> Screaming, like scary movie. Top his voice. Oh my god, it was uh, brilliant. A lot of angst getting out. I was there. Oh, we only had a tape recorder for that. <laughs> the only other thing I remember as well is um, I remember playing a Satanic Cup final actually, and was it Glenn Torn? The cup final that time, I think it was. When Gamble had his little rant, was that it? No, that, no. that was... Oh, that semi-final, was semi-final it? Semi-final when we lost, but... Like, when we go for throws... Oh! Chris... <laughs> when we go... When you go for... You go for... Take a throw, uh, their fans would, would get the ball, they'd have the ball, and they were actually kind of shoving it back into your hands, like, really aggressively. Yeah. Um. It was, it was kind of a bit weird, like, I thought... You wouldn't get that. Even Dublin fans wouldn't yeah. kind of do that. Did you see that one from the Derry game? Yeah, your man the ball, like the ball. that. The ball went yeah, into yeah, yeah. for a throw. Your man <laughs> laced it. He must have thrown the ball about <laughs> seventy <laughs> yards. They signed him as a keeper, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. But, uh, yeah, he just put every bit of strength he had into that throw. Like, <laughs> and, and behind you can see the dad and the, the little small fella <laughs> just giggling away. Brilliant. Just taking it away from football. So obviously, boxing is a different sport. How would you have felt when fans are kind of marauding you in the ring? Pretty shit. <laughs> um, uh, self-conscious um, subliminal um, serious <laughs> um, just to move on John you got an interview during the week it was on the Echo about Finn Harps last year you got a lot of love did you enjoy it up there? yeah I really enjoyed it as I said in the in the Echo yeah I didn't read it alright <laughs> kind of like me and Hoggy's book <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is just purely for the podcast, is it, Darren? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get it out there, yeah, yeah. I uh, didn't read it either, actually, but I gave it a like. Did you? Yeah, it did. That's yeah. all that matters, really. Yeah, I gave it a like as well and retweeted it. Anyone else read Hoggy's book? Or <laughs> I read the first one. Did you? Yeah. First page. Fair <laughs> play, right? Yeah. Sounds good. Would you move on to the second one? Because uh, I didn't get it for as a Christmas present, so. <laughs> well, it's available. It's available in Waterstones, right? Oh, you actually bought your book, did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fair play. You didn't read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. It's on the shelf. <laughs> there's no, co- okay. there's no customer. Hey, I used it as a coaster. John O'Shea did the article, did he? John O'Shea, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was just talking about your time travelling to Finn Harps and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's because it? Harps were playing City at the weekend up in up in Harps, so oh, he yeah. wanted to see how I thought either of the teams are going to do this season and how I got on up in Harps and you were both saying I think Rob you were saying as well Harps signed some players there they're strengthened they got you saying that John? John Kavanagh from Cork City anyway okay. John's a very good player okay. Raf Cotario they got yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought he was retired no got that wrong obviously yeah no he, he just obviously left Sligo so they've done a big you know he's obviously yeah. been, a, been a legend there so they've done a big bid on him but um, it's only an hour up the road for him 
he's a great player. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant player. player yeah. Brilliant. Uh, one of the questions actually that came in was about your Finn Harps manager, Ali Horgan. Yeah. Because he was complaining about their fixture congestion that they had to play Monday night in Tala when there was no other league games on. Yeah. And they're a part-time club, so they have to play extra games on top of what they already have to do. He wasn't like he didn't use it as an excuse. Now he said, if Rovers play like that, they would have beaten us regardless of the situation. But he was saying that they asked the league if they could play it another time, and the league basically said no. Yeah, I don't know why they. I, is there a reason why they have to play Monday nights? I I think the reason the game was on is because Rovers are playing in Europe later on in the season. All right. But I don't know why it had to be on a Monday night. Yeah. So that kind of helps Rovers out, and they're already playing at home. Uh yeah. 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 For Europe, which is months down the line. So. I think um, bigger, you know, stronger squads, like be it in League of Ireland or in the Premiership, if there's a midweek game, the weaker squad is always going to suffer, like, yeah. obviously. But, the, like, was it Liverpool last week? They won 6-0 on the yeah, Tuesday yes. or whatever. They, all Watford, the big teams yeah. won, like. Um, so I think the more midweek games, the less chance the, the smaller as, clubs yeah. have. Of, and of, as well, fin- like, Harps have to play Cork City on Friday. So that's another 90 minutes gone into all... Yeah. Their players and they obviously have a small squad, so they can't rotate. Yeah. So it's another disadvantage again for them on Friday. At least they're like, at home, though. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. What's Ollie like as manager, John? Really good, meticulous. Yeah. yeah, he's, you know, does so much work. He travels the length and breadth of the country, just drives around watching, um, opposition teams or teams probably going to be playing in a couple of weeks. Him and Paul Egerty, um, you know, as I said in the article, some people think kind of dumb him down a bit to say that you know they're not streetwise, but. They're they're shrewd operators, and they they definitely do their homework. They don't leave any stone unturned. Yeah, and and then the passion comes out, you know. So really enjoyed my time. I came across his brother actually. His brother Did is a uh, coach of um, I'd say he's a school teacher. Coach of is is Saint Mary's in Galway, and they beat us in an All Ireland final, um, with Spreadney of Bishopstown in um, nineteen ninety six. I'd say back in the day, but uh, I, he came up to me at a Mark Headrights thing in Galway recently. So I'd say their family are, are yeah they're from there involved. I think uh, after are a they game, from Galway are they? yeah after a game on a on a Friday night or Saturday whenever Ollie would drive back to to Galway oh, okay. I think he's up in Letterkenny midweek um he's a teacher like so or he stays up there and goes home the weekends I think anyway yeah. next question is it uh, who is the best player you've ever played against directly <coughs> so I suppose that means for you a centre back. Oh, for, right. for you a winger Hoggy and you obviously a midfielder as well Murph yeah they're kind of tough ones aren't they really it's yeah. direct direct who's the most difficult person yeah. to mark direct I suppose if I if I look back it's hard to remember but I was on I, yeah I suppose when I was on trial um, when I was a young fellow play, it was Forest and we played Sheffield United in a friendly and I had to mark Michael Tomlin he was in the reserves and I just couldn't get near him. Like and just open my eyes to what you know what was ahead and what the standard was because I thought I was good at that that time, and he ripped me apart. So that's mine. <laughs> Classic player, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Rob? I don't know. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> How about you, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some husky fella just walked in there. <laughs> Larry the larynx. <laughs> That uh, was a hoggy up in the stand. Get off. <laughs> Get off. <laughs> uh, one player I always, I always had a tough time playing against was Robbie Williams in Limerick. Oh yeah. Cause like he didn't have he didn't have great pace, but his positioning was brilliant. Like 
like you could all like because the other he'd kind of sweep. So I could do the other defender with a bit of movement, but then Robbie come across on the cover and he cut it out like so. I don't think he gets the respect. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Great quality foot. player. Yeah, yeah, I think it's because he is kind of heavy. Mm. People look at him and they think, "Oh, he's useless." First thing. But then once you play, is, once yeah. you play against him, you realize this guy's a serious player. Like, and when you play with him, he's, yeah. yeah, he's a class player. I remember playing right back against him. He was playing with um, Limerick at the time, I think, and I knew straight away like he was able to hit the ball over my head. Like he was left back, just over, just yeah, over yeah, yeah. every time. Yeah, you you yeah. know it as a striker, I'd yeah, say, yeah. John, did you? Yeah. And I was like, damn it! Like every time, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just kept in is just get yeah, over. Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely, he lovely strike. One ball left. Yeah. yeah. I think he played with Galway. Now he's gone back to he's back at Limerick back now Limerick, again. Yeah. yeah. How about you, John? I don't know. It's a tough one. Um, I'm trying to think. UK. What about you, Hog? Um, in the time. Well, the guy. Um, I I say this to people. Um, no, he's not necessarily a winger, but we played against Bolton, in the uh when they were remember they came over for the Davs testimonial. Carl Davenport's testimonial. Uh, I think Sam Allardyce was manager at the time, oh, and yeah. the Dav and Sam Allardyce are kind of buddies or something. So they had a proper team, like, but um, they, I think they finished third or fourth in the Premier Division that year Premiership but JJ Okocha was playing on the left wing and uh, he did his uh, do you know the move he used to do where he brings the ball left and brings it right yeah Yeah. so like we kind of knew he was going to do it and Michael Mulconry Mucky you remember uh, he was playing in front of me on the day and we kind of said if he does that now you know you stay there and stay there (laughs) he done the two of us honestly we actually ran into each other <laughs> he did it and he just skipped away. Yeah, so I like oh. telling that story, but uh, he wasn't necessarily a winger. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Do you want to go back to it next week, Lenny? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the next question is a bit more serious about the uh, treatment of players in the league and how they should be dealt with when they're being released. Yeah, this is a kind of touchy topic, isn't it? Because just going on the last couple of years, that's why they've set up um, a team there in the off-season for players, haven't they? The PFA have set up a... Um, yeah, they play in a tournament over in is it Norway or Denmark or yeah, something. Which yeah, which is really good. Out-of-contract players. Out-of-contract yeah, players, yeah. yeah. They do it in the UK as well. I think it's more the Nike Academy in the UK, though, Lenny, is it? What's the Nike Academy? Like, they bring them in? It's like you players who have got after being released, isn't it? You players after being released, they get another chance to kind of go full-time. Okay. But Glen Hoddle something as well. Like yeah, that's in Spain, yeah. is it? Spain, yeah. over to Spain. Yeah. Yeah. I know like yeah, guy yeah. I played with on the Cork Schoolboys League was over in that for a while. Yeah. Every club's kind of getting better in Ireland anyway, in a way that, you know, they're kind of giving um, lads scholarships and stuff like that and linking up the colleges. That's going to improve it. And it's tough. It's tough because if you're if you're a manager and you've, you've got to perform and produce, mm. like, you, you know, if you haven't done well the previous year, it only makes sense to kind of change up your players, yeah. You know, and bring in better players and st- like. So I think it doesn't help that it's not full time. So you're saying the contract up to the end Absolutely. of the season, and that's it then. Yeah. So it's easy then for clubs to say, ah, no. Yeah. You know. And it was yeah. a big problem when it was, well, like there are a few clubs that are full time now. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but for the rest of them, I agree. Yeah. Um, but when when everyone everyone effectively went back to how many weeks, thirty weeks or something. Whatever it yeah, was, the, the, the length of the season, yeah. um, like it's a disaster for for Irish football. It's a disaster. There'll be no progress. You know it yourself mm. from playing, and you do from playing League of Ireland. If it's not full time, the standard yeah. goes down. But going to, back to the question, I suppose <coughs> rejection is a big issue in football because every yeah. year 
every week you could be <laughs> like in England obviously you were saying last week John that like it's more it's, cultural it's yeah. more cultural so uh, you know uh, two bad games and you're you're getting you're out the door um, whereas in most other occupations you know you have maybe a contract yeah. and you know so long as you don't <laughs> go crazy <laughs> um, you, sh- you should be entitled to a renewal of a contract at the end of the year so it, it's a big yeah. issue in football I'm just trying to think of my own time as a footballer so I suppose kind of going from semi-professional to professional and going through clubs it was always I kind of went up the ladder you know I went from Ireland into the UK or whatever and then there was a conversation then had to be had with Stevenage because I was, I was out injured my manager at Stevenage had gone to Preston and there was a new manager came in and basically you know at the end of the season I was getting released I kind of knew it was coming but it was kind of weird it was awkward you know brought me into the office this had never happened to me before because I was always the player that was wanted for another club or yeah. you know yeah. someone else wanted to sign me or it's bring the me to there it was, the, fir- of, it was yeah. the first time you know we're letting you go here we're releasing you you know thanks for everything it was tough it was mm-hmm. tough you know like to come out of there even though I, I partly guessed I knew it was coming because I was out and alone at another club and they were kind of lining me up to sign there as well but I was still was still like you know sitting in front of him and he's kind of telling you you know rejecting you or mm-hmm. you're, you're gone like it's, and do you think he dealt with it well the way he dealt with it with you I think he did yeah I think like you know he could have. They could have done better. I suppose he's just telling me that released me. You know, thanks me, thanked me for everything. You know, like ring at the back of his head. He's like, you know, what's the thanks for? Do you know, like you're, really, <laughs> you're really appreciative. You're getting rid of me. But I, I think it's a lesson for me to be learned as a coach or a manager. When I go forward, it's kind of, you know, stay in touch or contact me anytime or if I can do anything for you, I will. Or have you got anything lined up? Or do you yeah. want me to call anyone? I'm, yeah. I'm here for a reference. But what like I think you do, but you deserve that conversation. If yeah. you are getting released, no matter what the reasoning is, yeah. if you're <coughs> worst player in the world, if you haven't played a game all season, you still deserve to be told at the end of the year. Listen, de- for this reason, this reason, this reason, we don't want to sign you next year. Yeah, if, it's, like, a, it's a tough conversation for a manager. Yeah. So sometimes it's a tough conversation with your with your misses if you're trying to break up. You should, the easy thing is the text, you know, but it's the hardest thing is to, yeah. have, to have the chat. Definitely. Which, you know, after your experience where you're saying, oh yeah, thank, thanking me for what? You're leaving me go. But it's still, as a manager, he's trying to get out. He, he bought you the club for a reason. You know, if it didn't work out, it didn't work out, but you're, you're well, still... Like, when I was let go from Cove, I didn't get a phone call or a text or anything. So I spent the whole off-season wondering what's happening like I, I wasn't like Douglas Hall had asked me to sign. I said I don't. I need to get them to sign a transfer form if I can sign for you. But I couldn't even get an answer on the other end of the phone. So that made that put me my head into a complete yeah. t- tailspin. Like I didn't know what. I didn't want to play any football then because I thought I I must be the worst player in the world. He's not even telling me I'm getting released. Is that because your registration? You need them be- to yeah, sign Yeah, because you're going you're going from a League of Ireland professional club yeah. to an amateur oh, club. Oh, yeah. So you need both clubs to sign the form. Mm. So I was left literally in thin air, basically, to know what was going on. And I, I, I wanted to stay with Cove, and I, would have, I wouldn't have, like, like Darren said, I wouldn't have enjoyed that conversation, but it would have saved me two months of yeah. what, afterwards, what's going on. Like, now, yeah. you would have said. Oh, yeah. Taught, like, at the time, it's and not nice. I, I, was, I was injured for a lot of that season. Didn't have my best season by any means. So if, I, I wouldn't have been happy, but I would have understood... Yeah, we want to say like 
you want the young bring give one of the younger lads a chance or this guy in the under nineteens or just some something. Feedback. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I think I think you've been taking like <laughs> well, uh, clarity as well. To be fair, like, yeah. clarity and feedback. I think you can look at it from a manager's point of view because I, I I can see it because I'm kind of on both sides. I I can see it and I've 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 been there as well. Managers deal with players and you know you might text them, get no text back, or you know you're you're trying to organise stuff and there's nothing coming back from that side, and they probably go through so much. Then they're probably thinking that players are kind of indisposable and you know new one's in or he hasn't given me the time or effort but I think as a manager and it doesn't matter what the player does you still have to keep your standards and you you have to have the tough conversations and you have to pull them aside no matter if they're being the best player that you have or they're being the most annoying fella in the training session. You have to. You have. To, like, <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Very specific. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you have. You have to. You have to tell them what. Yeah. Like you know, they need feedback. And, they do. And that's part of being a manager, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, it's the harsh part of football that yeah. that no one really talks about or no one no one likes. But these things happen. Like, like I've been in that position, like going on trials to England, when you get called in at the end of the week, and they're basically like, "You're not good enough," or "You know, we want to sign you. You're too small," or. Yeah. You're too this, you're too that. It's like it. It's not a nice feeling, but at least you come away knowing what's going on. Like you're after getting that bit of feedback. It it then depends how you take that. Do you take it like a criticism, or do you take it that something to work on? It's a flaw, and and if I do get better, I will get signed in England. I think. Or at least you're getting information. Yeah, back, that's feedback. Yeah, as if you owned owned a restaurant and you had the same twenty customers coming all the time, and next yeah. thing there's nobody coming. Yeah. Or if then twenty customers <laughs> then gave you feedback saying no, I don't like this and this. Yeah. They're giving you that feedback because they want to come to your restaurant. Yeah. So give yeah. us feedback to the podcast. Uh, please. <laughs> yeah. Don't Any be too feedback. harsh on Neil Organ. <laughs> no, be nice about the feedback. We're very sensitive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, I coached for UCC for freshman school. I do think made it a special effort to tell fellas if they weren't making the squad or we we there's a problem with. UCC freshers when you're you're selecting a team for what's called the Harding Cup which is their first year into varsity competition you have a lot of seniors players come down who aren't available uh, for you for the rest of the year so you have to tell your normal guys you know who've been with you throughout the year that you know six of them can't come or seven Jeez. yeah it's a re- yeah. it's, a, it's an yeah. awful situation right? one, yeah. and uh, but but yet you want them to come back when the tournament's over to play in the league <laughs> yeah, again, yeah, you know? yeah. So like yeah, it's it's tough going. It's all hard conversations, isn't it? Yeah, but you appreciate it, and I don't know, John or, or lads, if you remember, <coughs> your managers throughout your life, the guys who did give you feedback. I think only years later yeah. do you kind of give them yeah. credit for it, and say, do you know what? He actually said something that would improve me, and I think most of the time I probably took it on board, but there was one or two times where I thought, you yeah. know, this is personal or whatever, but they're the managers you kind of appreciate in the long run. I think, and that's that's one point for many um, footballer out there or young footballer that's listening to the podcast. You're going to face rejection at some stage in football, and it's how you take it and move on. Then, because a lot of footballers, I can imagine, get the rejection at a young age, and then they're constantly going throughout life with that rejection in the back of their mind. This goes into like as you said, years later, ten years later, they could be looking at a job interview that they want to go to, and they're like pulling out of it at the last minute because they're, they're thinking, "I'm going to get rejected here." Mm-hmm. You just got, neg- it, yeah. it affects your mindset negatively rather than yeah. the other way. Just learn from it. Yeah, learn I, from I it. think just just kind of be that bit mentally strong. Like, like you know, one door closes, and no, no, 
another one opens all yeah. the time in football. It definitely yeah, does. Yeah, it does. And for young players in particular, because like, not all is kind of, we're probably lucky to have support systems around us. But I do know guys who like, one, one guy in particular I'm thinking of, but I won't name him tonight, but he, he was like the top player at my level at under 16 under, or under 14 in Irish teams. And he was just on this trajectory that was going upwards and like everyone around him thought this is it. Like, and yeah. after, from that point onwards, like no matter what he did actually, it would have been a failure like and it turns out like within a few years he was off the national teams the, the trials in Liverpool and whoever stopped coming and people were whispering around his back then and then the whole he just fell out of love with football you know and I yeah. think timing is important in football as well if you can kind of I think my personal thing is 16 is too young like for a guy yeah, to be yeah. you know being built up as the next big thing because it's so tough I think Brexit could affect young lads at that age going over now it I will. Think, think it just could wrote be an article on that thing. today John yeah because yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, it'll you won't al- you won't be allowed to go to the UK till 18 mm-hmm. um, be better for the league yeah you can go to Europe because the, the exception to the rule is that um, so the general rule is no player is allowed to move between countries under the age of 18 but there's an exception within Europe so if you're going from one European con- EU country or EEA country to another, then you're allowed. But if Britain are outside of that, then... They don't count. So yeah, 18. 18, oh. yeah. Chelsea got the ban. Um, did you mm, read about that? Yeah. Yeah. Up, yeah. So Ireland would be in the same situation as a player from... But what if, like, you know, Man United say there's there's a 16-year-old kid in Ireland and they move his parents over to Brexit and then he goes living in a house there? To Brexit? Or <laughs> 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 to, to Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Moving to Brexit. <laughs> they're, not, they're not legally allowed to do that. Yeah, I know Ch- not, Chelsea yeah. got in trouble for Gale Cahoot. That's, that's another that's, that's exception. What they, that's yeah. what they will so do. They will, they'll, they'll, they'll buy yeah. a house and move you over. That's they what normally happens. They say it has happens. to be the for non-footballing non yeah. reasons. Yeah. That's if the, if the family moves for non-footballing reasons, that's the other exception. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the third one is if you're within 50, I think it's miles of the border, and the other club is within 50 miles. But that won't affect Irish football. Uh, maybe Northern Ireland, but not, not, not England. Will it improve the league that much, though? Do they? Will they give the young fellas a chance? You're still talking about 16, 17-year-olds that are moving over to the UK, probably getting better full-time, whereas they're staying here. They, well, that's are, the they, are, they, are they breaking into the first team then? Well, that's the argument, isn't it? Like, But you're still talking, when you say 16, 17-year-old, I think the, the, the important thing is you're saying players. Like, You're actually talking with children, like... 16, 17 year old going to the UK on his own like you were yeah. <laughs> I, no I do yeah. I feel kind no, of strongly true. about that there will yeah. be people probably like would have gone when they were 16 if they get into a League of Ireland first team when they're 17, 18 they might wa- not want to sign for a youth team then in England if they're playing senior football in Ireland so like you could get fellas staying then for another few years again mm-hmm. I think the League of Ireland is progressing all the time as well as in full time I think it's getting closer and closer so yeah. Ne- next year is going to be better the year after it's going to be better so it's going to be better like, for like, like 16, 17 year olds like the 19s will be full time at some stage and yeah I think yeah, so yeah. Yeah. or even if you're good That'd enough be great. at 17, 18 yeah. you should be in the first team so you will be training full time yeah but I think probably Darren you're right it needs to go and get better like Flynn is saying yeah. before it can offer before you had the Briggs like as well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're heading straight for Briggs but why can't why can't kids think of going if they're that good and they're elite why can't you make a connection in France I mean, like it's probably closer than England. 
the voice needs to be strong yeah so that we move on yeah yeah move on so next question was what are our most memorable games that we played in for whatever reason, good or bad reason. I think I've probably went over my two. One was winning the league and the other one was playing for the under-21s against Germany in Turner's Cross. Would you have? Oh, let me think about that one. Think about that one. I suppose mine would probably be Wembley, yeah, the FA Trophy final. That was a great day. Um, and Old Trafford as well for the So explain well, Wembley Trophy final to me. So I think it's, was it the St. Johnson Payne Trophy or something before was that? Was league was one, it it's just League One and League Two clubs, isn't it? No. Oh, so sorry. It's the yeah, it's the St. Johnson Payne Trophy for the like the conference teams. All right. Stuff like that. Conference, conference south. Checker trade or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. FA Trophy. Yeah, it's called. Yeah. So okay. we got to the final of that. The first year I was over there. Okay. Played, Wembley. played in Wembley. Brilliant. So like you know, it was a great start because yeah. I was a bit. I was a bit apprehensive about taking my whole life to the UK or Brexit. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like when I went when I went to the UK, I just packed up everything in my car and kind of left. And you know, I wasn't sure what's going on, but we're just checking the score there now. The game and United. United have, have a penalty in the last minute. United have a penalty in the last minute. Lukaku surely. Is He's it still on anyway? Yeah. So I presume so. But um. Yeah, so got to play in Wembley. We won, which was a non huge occasion. First you know, year, first year. Great way to top it off. It so. was unbelievable. Like you know, this, like oh, the pitch was unbelievable. The occasion, you know, the dressing rooms just being inside there. I suppose like I would. It was it was bigger to the English lads than it was to me because Wembley was there. You know, their the stadium you'd want to play at when you're yeah, a young lad. Their yeah. goal, like if you could say, they 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 loved it. Like, but mine then kind of trumped that with Old Trafford because I was a Man United fan and we played we played Torquay there in the League 2 playoff final and we beat them there and um, that was a great occasion we had the home dressing room as well in Old Trafford did you score a penalty? no I didn't <laughs> score a penalty I should have scored actually in the game uh, We sorry we won 1-0 um, I had a great chance Cross came uh, ball came across your man the centre half it's just gone over his head and then uh, I missed the header. I was like, "Oh my god!" So, if I had, if I had opened my eyes maybe a bit more and adjusted the header, but it was one of them ones. You know, when it comes over centre half's head and you're expecting him to yeah. to win the header, and, you and then he, he just kind of fluffed yeah. it, and the ball Split just second. Uh, oh, yeah. like you know, if I scored there a two nil, you know, it would have like. I, I have to re- try and replicate that with head right. What's the time, Rob? You were actually playing in mine, Murph. I was your dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was one of was my first. It was my first game, but we were playing Limerick in the EA Sports Cup, and it was like we had played on the Friday, and this game was on the Monday night. So John Caulfield said to me, "You're on the bench, but I'm going to bring you on at some stage. So stay ready, like you could get half an hour, twenty minutes, whatever." First start, like, or first no, appearance. But it would have been my first appearance that season. I came oh. on the year before, but only like injury oh, yeah. time, so I'll be second. So for yeah. my first proper appearance, and uh, and Yelding got injured after five minutes, right. and I was on straight away, Jeez. and uh, I was absolutely like, 
buzzing to get onto the pitch so I ran around like road runner for the first like half an hour <laughs> and I actually I scored two Brilliant. and they were both headers as well which is very rare for me <laughs> and I actually missed a sitter of another header to score a hat-trick yeah. it's the team here but I got <laughs> I, I, I got I got man of the match in the cross my first like proper game are you sure I was playing if you got man of the match <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was my most memorable game I loved every second of it and I got an interview on the radio as well for the first time which is class uh, I don't know my most memorable game sorry now the, the ones I remember the losses like I know they say that do you know what I think there I was thinking so many games I don't I have eight, no memory yeah, of whatsoever it's weird isn't it like I'd say you know, like the, the one away at Derry where I scored a pen. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean though some, yeah. some games are autopilot yeah. or sometimes you score in a game and say what was the goal like and you're thinking <laughs> it's just instinct I, yeah, I can't actually like remember when you know when you're driving and you can't remember you switch off for about yeah. 20 minutes I think there's a bit of that <laughs> yeah yeah like there, it's like let's, uh, let's switch off now and go to that time of the podcast where we go to Rob's weird football story oh yeah no matter uh, this one is actually from another podcast that I listen to. It's uh, sorry, cheating on what? it. It doesn't exist. <laughs> they don't do it anymore. So sorry. <laughs> the fear of rejection is coming in. <laughs> this, what does Chris you told us? It's Chris thinking that. But uh, suicidal. <laughs> it's a uh, sinister. J- Jimmy Bullard's podcast, the Magic Sponge. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. <laughs> Go on, I'm sweating. <laughs> but Graham Stack was the guest on it. Johnny, you know, if you know Stack, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Stack, under twenty one team. He was the uh, he was the Arsenal reserve keeper for a while, but he played for Hibs and he played for played for uh, Barnet as well. Barnet, Reading, a few other clubs. Oh, Stacko. Yeah, Stacko, as they call him at Reading. <laughs> Big ass one. But when he was in the Arsenal youth team. They got tickets like behind the dugout to the games. So half time in the game, they were playing Liverpool at uh, Highbury. So half time, all the U team went out to get chips and burgers or whatever else they were getting. And uh, this drunk scouser came up and he said, Lads, have you any tickets? And Stack said, Yeah, no bother. You can have this one for 50 quid. So he sold him the paddock ticket, thinking, There's no way your, ma- your man's not going to be able to get in. Like, so just he went back in there with all the U team. He was sitting there and he sees a head hovering around because you have to come out the dugout. <laughs> you have to come out the tunnel, sorry, not the, you have to come out the tunnel in between the two dugouts to get into that paddock area. So he came out and Stack was like, Hurt, there's no way they're going to let him sit up here. Like They're going to have to throw him out. But he had a ticket. So, yeah, like. <laughs> security went up, grabbed him. They're like, what are you doing here? So your man takes out, your man takes out the ticket. He's like, I'm, I have a ticket. So they're like, well, we, we can't throw him out now like. <laughs> <laughs> so Stack said he's literally he's pushed over sitting on half the seat with this old <laughs> scouse fella sitting on the other half of the seat and he says to him please just don't say anything you're gonna, I'll get released <laughs> yeah. just don't say anything so then all the other youth team players started throwing sweets and throwing chips at your man <laughs> to try, as you do <laughs> try and get him riled up like <laughs> oh, so he got he's like he grabbed onto him. Please don't just don't react, please. <laughs> so then after the game, he's like, I have to sneak this fella out of the stadium without anyone knowing he's with me. So he walks out. He's walk. They walk down the tunnel again, and he's trying to like guide him straight out the door. But someone stops. He's like, Oh, hi, Saki, how are you getting on? So he stops, talks to that fella for two seconds, turns around, your man's gone. <laughs> Doesn't know where he is. So he's like, Don't know what to do. So he's outside the ground. 
and he sees your man getting dragged out by security. <laughs> <laughs> your man was after trying to get into the Liverpool dressing room to get oh, some yeah. autographs and stuff. So he was in. He said he was at home for the whole weekend, terrified of what was going to happen on Monday. So he went in straight away. Liam Brady, the head of the academy. Stacky, come here, I want to talk to you. Who was that fella you were sitting next to <laughs> at the match on Saturday? And he's like, I'll just tell, I'll tell you the truth. I sold him my ticket and it absolutely backfired on me. <laughs> he said, Brad, you said, you know what? Fair enough, but it, that can't happen again. This is Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Would he be in the camera view of, of I'd that say game? could easily be. Def, that would definitely tell him. Like, that game, I'd just see So that's my story for this week. Lads. Brilliant. Excellent, Rob. Actually, you have a little... Um, okay. On Darren from uh, the book... <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I phoned. I phoned one there when we were. Yeah. Phone one. Don't, every time you flick okay. a page, it's about Darren. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. The Darren Chronicle. What's it called again? Dead of a football club. Yeah. By Neil Horgan. So Monday the third November, we've we've just won. This is that to go. Chris Eubank can read it as well. Uh, John, no, you're fine with that. Uh, most of it dry. <laughs> <laughs> when I arrive at the ground, Jerry Kelly, who's our groundsman, do you remember him? Taz. Uh, he's singing All-Ireland Champions, All-Ireland Champions, while it's mopping up in the corridor. Everyone's in great form. The lads are winding up Kearney as he cried in a TV interview after the game. (laughs) 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 He's going to love that. They're also taking the mickey out of Crazy Daz for not being able to get into Havana Browns nightclub on Saturday night because of his dodgy clobber and for cursing on TV. He said something like, yeah, it's effing great. And a studio presenter had to apologise for him. Crazy <laughs> <laughs> <I remember> Daz. <laughs> I, 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 I remember that, yeah. So we won the Stanley Cup, came to me after the game. And uh, uh, yeah, so did an interview. But sure, like, it was a brilliant occasion. It was in Cork, uh, in Turners Cross, the final we'd won. I didn't know what I was saying. I was on a young fella and he's like asking me about the game. So I'm saying, oh, it's... Effing unbelievable, <laughs> and it just cut straight from me then to the crowd. Is that the last thing you said on TV today? No, it was, was, is it? on TV. He's before. still wearing the same no, gear he, he got no. rejected in uh, Havana Brown as well. Maybe that was maybe. your maybe. last moment. <laughs> that was his last moment on live TV. <laughs> Good way to go. No, it's on Sky Sports Three. Yeah. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Rob is on Sky Sports <laughs> 4. <laughs> and we're at Sly Sports. <laughs> 7B. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ESPN plus 5. Hoggy <laughs> was on Sly Sports. Sly Sports. Why are we on Sky Sports 3? Playing Portsmouth. Wow. Big Playing Portsmouth with Carolyn Cole. In the big game. You weren't interviewed. Laugh, were you? We interviewed. Yeah, I came off at half time to ask me what's wrong. Me effing leg, boy. I actually dislocated my shoulder, yeah. There's a. You're so good in the first half, why'd you come off in the second? <laughs> yeah, right. Did you have a pop off, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> come on, Rob, give me some. <laughs> Cheers, bud. Read out the next one. What's the next question? <laughs> There's actually more references about Crazy Daz than I thought in the book. Yeah, it's just slow. <laughs> Every week. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and is it always Crazy Daz? You have Crazy Daz written like? No, he oh, didn't. Oh yeah, I have Crazy Daz. All right. Yeah. He didn't put Darren because he knew I'd come after him for copyright. <laughs> <laughs> copyright. <laughs> yeah. The next one was about, uh, cra- I don't know if you saw it, crazy story there from Turkey during the week. Oh, I did. Fella had a razor blade on the pitch and he slashed four of the other team's players. Did he do that in the, the kind of line-up? 
Was that when he did it? I'm not sure. I didn't. I don't know. It was. Yeah. Was a player now or a player? Player. player. Brought, opposition player. Brought. Brought. Uh, he had a razor, razor on him, like, him and he was, it was under it. arms. He slashed it was like, him like third that. Divi- third division Turkey, wasn't it, or something? It wasn't Premier. Was there any? Was there a video of it? Or there's no. There's photographs. video. Photographs. I think yeah. there's no video of him actually well, doing it. Like. What's he up to? I know. There's some. I was the article I was reading. Even for crazy does. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. If Daz asked, if crazy does ask you, what was that about? Then, then you know it's super crazy. The article I was reading, it seemed to be some sort of religious kind of uh, that that team are Kurdish and I'm not sure what the other okay. team is but that it's a big like huge rivalry that they hate each other and this philosophy is it's insane as well so that doesn't help I think so the other players had just there cut off him the last time <laughs> 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 that's sharp on me wasn't it <laughs> uh, sorry Og oh, you were saying something no, no, he was <laughs> So, following on from that, nothing to do with someone being stabbed. Uh, the Ajax Real Madrid game that was on last night, and and then a caveat to that is how Bale is being treated by the Madrid uh, fans. What, uh, what are you? A caveat. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Just can't six to midnight. <laughs> <laughs> how Bale? How Bale is being treated by the Madrid fans that he's being booed every game, even though he's been there five years, won the Champions League four times, mm. and scored over hundred goals and done all these. Things, but they still they just hate him for some reason. Well, that's just the way Madrid fans are. I think in general, they're strange. They're very strange people. Yeah. They, what they are they, the they cheering out. for? They wanted Jose Mourinho back tonight. Yeah. Did I see that right? He's uh, he's odds-on favorite with all the bookies to get the Real Madrid job. I can't believe that because they got rid of him the last time, didn't they? Yeah, he fell out with all the players and couldn't the fans. St- the players couldn't stand him, and then yeah. the fans couldn't stand him. Very strange. Isn't but it? it's, your man Perez, the president, just loves Mourinho Perez, yeah. for whatever reason. There's like sporting director gave some interview to a Spanish newspaper and said Florentino's already made up his mind basically. Right. And if he makes his mind up, he's yeah. going. I saw Bailey. Bailey's going to probably leave at the end of the season, alright. But to, as you said, to quickly turn on him like that is, yeah. is, is not good. I think he scored in three of those finals as well in the Champions yeah. League. Like He's he, obviously not had a good season. I think he's been injured a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. been stop and start. But you can even see last night it was, it was affecting him. It's affecting his yeah. game. He was actually he was, well de- he, he was down injured and he was getting booed. Yeah. I've never seen a ho- like a player by his own fans get booed because they're down injured. Like that hasn't even happened to me in Douglas Hall. <laughs> yes, <laughs> one of the two guys booing him. <laughs> Did you see the goal that the Co- was he playing for Coventry? The guy who got the volley. Anyone see that on Derby? Was it? Was Derby last night? Yeah, unbelievable goal. Check uh, it out, Mason. Yeah? Mason Bennett. Yeah, got it. Actually, Jack Grealish's volley. Actually, that was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. This is an unusual one now, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, I did. Yeah, 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 little hook. I saw it. Yeah, little hook. Like yeah. a Giroud inspired yeah, actually, one. Was, kind it was of the, the toe. The yeah. way, it? it was the toe, wasn't it? End of the toe. Actually, I think it was the balls that I hopefully it was. I said like uh, in a tweet, you know. Don't mention goal. It's so good. It's a good quote. Is the goal is so good? It looks like an OG. Do you know, as if yeah, you, it actually does, right, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because any time yeah. there's an unbelievable OG, you say you could never you do could that. Never, like, if you tried. Do you remember Sean Kelly's OG? Were you there for that? No, Sean Kelly. Like, no. uh, it was against Bose. You know, you know Sean, don't you? Across yeah, yeah. Center half. I'm trying to think. It was like a, a ball. It's it probably like an American now, actually. He like went to clear it with a volley and like went up over his head into the net. It was it was what weird. He went to volley, clear it, and it side footed, and it went into an as an OG, but it was. Like, 
Okay. Like a volley OG. Okay, right, right. right. I, I don't remember. Erica that. was on about Benno's OG. I know, I was just thinking yeah. that too, yeah. She, I think she Were you playing that day? No, I didn't play Who that. was on about it? Did you say Erica. Erica, yeah. So Benno did a stick for always been on about it. And she it was, was a big it game, you know. It was. Semi final, wasn't it? Might have been. It was FAI Cup against Rovers in the cross, and it was packed. And we lost 1 0, and the goal was Benno from the halfway line, roughly. Halfway line? Slid in to tackle a guy. Oh and God. just caught it. Abuse. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. so he was, he was coming back against yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. And caught was it. He playing centre half. It's like a slight tackle kind of thing. He was either playing centre half or midfield. He played midfield as well. He must have been playing midfield. That was that was the year. The year afterwards, then was the summer soccer. I think yeah. Start because the people were still on about it then. Yeah, it season. was unbelievable. I remember talking yeah. to him in the showers afterwards. <laughs> and oh, I, just, I was able to say, look. Decent strike. It can't get any worse. Than this. <laughs> <laughs> we have to find it. We have to drop a video of that if we can find yeah. it. Poor guy. But sure, look, he went on to become an Irish international after that, which is brilliant. Yeah, he got the last laugh. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do, Hog? Yelper. <laughs> there was a question specifically for John and Hoggy. That was what was the diff? What difference did you find between 2005 season and 2006 season without the shed in Cork City? I think it was massive. Even there was one European game. I re- when it when it was closed. Is that what you mean? Closed, when it was, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Remember they just had the the, yeah. the boardings up. Yeah. I think Woods League. That was Woody yeah. Scored in, in one of them games. So I can just see that goal yeah. going in and see the 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 backboard. Yeah. yeah. But it obviously affected it because the shed, like the last night of the shed was when we won the league. So it was the, it, then we were in the Champions League. Yeah. It was when that happened. Yeah. It took from the atmosphere, to be honest with you, most of the time. I mean, they, what did they put up? A big kind of... Uh, like a wall, wasn't it? Like a mural kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. They did the best they could, like. Yeah. But without the shed, it, it, it wasn't the same. Or the, the crowd that are now in the new shed. Or yeah. Joe Delaney stand, as they call it. That's where the, the main atmosphere comes from, so... Yeah. Um, lost that. But, yeah, you would... Whatever about in Europe, where it mightn't matter as much or whatever, but... In other games, you'd kind of miss it, all right. Like, I think even most stadiums, if there's no stands behind the goals, it kind of takes away from the atmosphere yeah. a bit. Like mm. even in Tala there, they after adding stand behind one goal, I always feel like the wind affects the game a lot more and everything when yeah. the game's it's kind of open like yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. I hate stands that yeah. have a, a track around the side. Do you know, a running yeah. track or a greyhound track or whatever. Yeah. I just hate them. <laughs> I don't think any footballer likes them. Yeah. Definitely not. Played in a few. Shamrock Rovers playing in the Martin Stadium when I was playing at the start, Just, which is one. Yeah. The RSC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. lovely pitches. Derry. 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 The Greyhound. Was that the Greyhound? The Greyhound track. Yeah, yeah, that was the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> Going past the, the sand to get up to the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love it in the summer. <laughs> Throw in the deck chair like you know. There's some good interaction actually from people. Fair play. Interaction. Yeah. On Instagram, uh, the questions keep them coming. Uh, there's one about... Uh, Bolton, I know we, we've been talking about finances in Ireland, but mm. Bolton Wanderers, having, their players haven't been paid m- over a month. I saw that. And they had to close the training ground because they have no food. So they're training at the stadium now. I saw that too. Really? Yeah. yeah. Bolton. Yeah. They're in the championship, aren't they? Yeah. Is Stephen Ireland, sorry, Stephen Ireland at Bolton? I yeah, I think, he went, I think he did go yeah. there on loan or something anyway, or did he sign? I'm not sure. I know my old... One of my old managers, Dean Holdsworth, mm. had something. Is he in ownership or had he sold the club recently or something? I anyway, I think uh, there was uh, some consortium were buying the club, but it fell through. 
So the owner is refusing basically to put any money into it now. What are they lead to now? They're championship. Oh, they championship. They got, yeah, yeah, yeah. they got went down to League One, but they came back up yeah. then. Oh, uh, okay. He definitely watched the slides for us, and he gets to know what's going on. Big club though to turn around and kind of go yeah, first right, in the league. What confused me was right. So they have no food, so they close the training ground. I, I, I don't understand. It's a bit extreme, is it? Maybe <laughs> are they just doing that for publicity of it? They probably there's other stuff comes with the train. I'd say they, they, like they, they probably like made unrelated, it out. Like yeah. They made it out to be no food, but I imagine if no you're, food, you're, so you're I'll go on a holiday. You're talking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Play <laughs> golf, like tennis. <laughs> I, I imagine, I imagine their training ground it isn't like you know uh, one pitch and then like obviously yeah. they've got like swimming pools, gyms, electricity bills to pay. Still doesn't explain they've, it. They've yeah. taken away from the. How'd you get on training? Did no food. I I hit it off. It's, it's great. Exactly. You need to know before you go to the train, lads. They're gonna be food out. No nah, connection. They call it a causal connection. They probably had to close the place on rates. Everything on the basis of there being Kid, no food. Kids and digs. Not on the basis of being no food. Dinner. That's what. No, says. no, no. But that's the media taking that away. That's probably clickbait. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clickbait. Yeah. They have no food and they close the training ground. You go in to see then. And then yeah. they can't pay the electricity bills. They can't pay, you know, everything oh, else. Electrician dog in there now. He's wired tonight. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely saw a spark between him and the dog. You know? <laughs> uh, that was key now, that was. <laughs> people, people don't get that People one, don't like. get that now. <laughs> it's just for us. Uh, there was another bit Cove. Cove announced this week that they're going into partnership with Glasgow Celtic. I saw that, that's very good. I don't know entirely what it entails, but there was some coaching involved with the Cove underage teams and things like that. So that can only be a good thing, really. Like, they're still sceptical, Hoggy. Yeah, not sure. I think it's, I think it's an exchange of coaches. So um, they, they basically, Celtics coaches will come over and coach the coaches in Cove and do sessions with the lads, and then maybe they might go on a return trip or something like that. You know, take a team over to play against Celtic, and that's probably how the relationship will start. Doesn't it seem with the Rovers Celtic connection as well that Celtic are making moves to get the Irish market for emerging players, and this is another way of doing it? Quite it possibly. would make sense, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Duff's involvement. Yeah. Surprise! Yeah, well. Cork City have any kind of connection that way with English clubs? Yeah, they or, used to have or, Leicester kind of connection, and yeah, uh, there was one there, yeah. Which, uh, I'd be skeptical of that kind of relationship myself. Yeah, I think there's always, uh, not always, but often uh, one party's in control. And yeah, and they're they're, they're looking deciding. to use their weight, like yeah, yeah. like true. the worst one. It's not as if Celtic or Leicester young fellows are going to be coming to Cork City, no, really. Like, you know, one of the one of the ones that I came across that was bad I thought was the home farm Everton one I know there was some probably positive parts to it but did you watch the show I, I might have said this before no. there, there was a show on like Satanta Sports I think I did see it yeah, yeah did you see that yeah and basically the Everton scout was brought in to home farm under 14s or whatever they were to explain why if you wanted to play with Everton you should stay with home farm and not move to Crumlin or something right. because I'm only watching yeah. the oh, parents right. at home farm and like I was thinking this is complete abuse of yeah. the situation like I'd say that know? has kind of assault <laughs> 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 that, that, that's, that's that's the way football is though like you know I mean like, even look at um, Ringman now with the Preston con- uh, connection and I'm sure Ringman haven't gone on and said this uh, to players you know come to us and you can go to Preston they're not like that but it still gives the if I was if I was playing with another club 
I'd be like, you know, a couple of players have gone from Ringman to Preston, kind of bringing a track to it anyway, without anyone saying anything. I suppose you're kind of, you know, you're hungry as well to become a professional footballer, Preston or showing an interest in the club. You would be, as a young fella, you'd be hungry to go there, I think, anyway. Hoggy <laughs> is in massive disagreement with me. Yeah, I guess he's just pondering over that, isn't he? He just hates the English coming over here stealing our children. <laughs> oh, they're oh, they're <laughs> St. Patrick, it's starting with St. Patrick. That's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> he was Welsh, wasn't he? He was Welsh, yeah. yeah. But I, I, see, I see your point of view. Um, English clubs not taking the young players uh, at a young age because it, it doesn't work for them. but what what if a kid is I'd like, say a word. What if a kid is not like you you want them to kinda of stay here and progress in the school system and stuff like that in the colleges? What if there's a kid that's exceptionally good at football and he hates school? I like think I in general in general I'd have a general rule and then yeah. maybe there'd be exceptional exceptions. Exceptions yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. Yeah. If you hate school though, I mean, like is football the answer? But the only thing is if you if you hate school there's at the moment, there's nothing else. Yes, if we bought a society together where if you're good at football, you can go to but football and school. How did you get your training you now to your job? How are you, Rob? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you good? <laughs> I actually fell asleep. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Casper, too. Yeah, even, <laughs> even Chris Eubanks had to walk out of the building. <laughs> Maybe they are. <laughs> Maybe this conversation's for me and you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think drop it home. what oh, you're saying yeah. about uh, yeah, people who hate school, I know lads who, they did their leaving cert, but... They didn't put any effort in, like, they didn't get good points. But they went on and did the FOSS course with, through the FAI and FOSS. And you can get it, you can get into UCC from that. You can get into CIT. So, like... Once you have a longer way around, don't you? Yeah. It's long. It's only, but it's only, it's only a year, like... Yeah. If you That's don't, great. But if you, like, if you aren't academic... Well, absolutely. And you aren't going to do well in your leaving cert. No, there's no, like, yeah. no one saying you need to be academic. I mean, that's not the case at all. But I think that if a guy doesn't do his leaving cert, he... he I mean, a lot of people it might limit them coming back then they'd have to then yeah. wait if they do want to start up something else not having leaving cert might be a barrier to that that's just the way the system is Yeah, and I true. think that has to be weighed into any decision before you go over fair enough once you're fully informed about it yeah. and you're making a decision and the parents are making a decision look the education that he's going to get in England isn't going to be the same and he's not. No. he's going to have to catch up when he comes back once that's explained Look, everyone's up entitled to make their own decision. Do you know? Yeah. I think I still think ninety nine percent of kids, if they get a chance to go to England when they're sixteen, they're gonna be on the plane straight away. Mm. I know I, I know I would have been if I got that chance. Yeah. My there's no way my parents would have been able to talk me out of it. A couple of cans. <laughs> <laughs> how many how many it doesn't cans taste are the same over there in gas. I think that's any questions that's from Chris? All of them. <laughs> Chris is paid, Chris, but Chris beat up all night with the baby. <laughs> he can't do it. Be back next He's week. barely hanging on here. It's actually already came in a while ago. Uh, should re- when VAR is being used, should refs have microphones on so people understand what decisions being made, like they have in rugby? Definitely. Yeah, I think it'd be good. But as someone replied, they tried that. The ref wearing a camera before, and uh, I think it was Tony Adams just. Effing blind in that to ref. Like, yeah. and it was on Sky Sports. Yeah, well, it has to be combined with a new rules in regard to how you treat refs. Yeah, well, like at the same time, so you yeah. can't do that anymore. Yeah, so that's why Beat you can do it in rugby. Like you know, the captain <laughs> is only allowed to speak, isn't it? Uh, did, did we discuss this last week that they're thinking of bringing in that into the 
one senior league, I think it is. Really? That there's going to be new rules about how you're talking to a ref that oh, you won't no. be able to talk to him anymore. Um, we might ask Graham Kelly yeah. if he comes on. But yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Um, that would even frustrate. Like if that's a frustrating mm. point for me when you're asking a ref a question and he's just blanking the hard. I know. Not responding. So that, that I think that'll add to frustration. Like, do any of you know much about rugby? Because is is there as many decisions made in the game that the ref is at fault for or could be at fault for more do you know, technical isn't yeah it? do you it know like, ball like, is like anyway, I don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 no do you know what I'm saying like football football is constantly like fellas are, fellas are diving around now too much for me as well watching games mm. um, I think rugby's more black and white yeah than like, football is football's yeah, very yeah. difficult to ref like I'd say yeah. because like how often do you see a tackle and you can watch 10 replays and one person thinks it's a red card one person yeah, thinks yeah. it's not even yeah. a foul so yeah. How, like I, I would honestly I'd, I'd struggle I'd say to ref again a tough game tough job yeah. yeah I don't think you're ever going to get it right all the time but I think you know more respect for the refs and you know mic them up and go the way rugby is is, is a better approach than what currently yeah. happens even some blatant ones there like uh, uh, being video in a few games and stuff like that and we've had GoPros at different angles and stuff you see like in the game I'm watching it and I see a blatant penalty and I'm kind of at the angle of the ref sometimes or you know and then you go back in the GoPro you might watch it and you say Jesus that was a definite pen then you might go to the camera across yeah. the way that's taping it and you're like look anywhere near a pen relatively Do you know what it like, happened yeah. last night in the the Real Madrid Ajax game the second goal I think it was the second goal for Ajax 3 minutes 28 seconds it took VAR to, oh, to finally made the decision the ball was going out of play because mm. the ball actually did go out of play though, yeah. but the angle didn't show it kept showing the same kind of yeah. angle all the time so it looked like he yeah. kept it in then there was a handball and then there was something else leading onto it so it was like three different decisions so, in one yeah, and then they went back at half points. time and yeah. looked at it from this angle and the ball was out of play so they yeah they're not doing so any favours either like, yeah. got it wrong but still it goes to the foot it was like and yeah. three, three minutes 28 seconds is a long time the players already celebrated then they're like waiting like Come on, <laughs> sorry. You know, is VAR like another referee up checking the decision, or is it like in, automated in the, cha- in the Champions League? It's another, it's another ref watching it's another ref. the decision. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a, a whole different team up in the the VAR studio, wherever it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I think look. Eventually, maybe they might be able to put some algorithm together that, like you know, AI <laughs> maps the whole pitch and all yeah. the players, and then it's some AI making the decision. You're screaming at a uh, robot. In the future, <laughs> you could have you know. Lionel Messi wearing glasses, you know, or something that you VR can like. see it through his eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, 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 like even contact lenses or something yeah. when he's playing that you're watching. Yeah, I'd say will like then they uh, malfunction and he's kicking off on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> what's gonna What's gonna come? Yeah. What's gonna come next? I'd say is like you know you'll buy a ticket and you're sitting in your living room at home, put on the 3D, and then you're at like Barcelona yeah, you know sure. someone's doing the treaty actually, really actually do you know what I've just given someone an absolute multi-millionaire no, idea you heard it here first there was a good uh, article about Barcelona there in one of the papers at the weekend but they're bringing in this thing for kids who are sick that you they'll kind of put you essentially you'll be, this kid is in hospital they've done it already once right and he his he, he can see through a robot essentially that walks around the ground and meets the players and everything before oh, the game yeah, yeah. yeah they're doing it already like they're making the whole yeah. stadium interactive so that yeah um, it's a future, p- like people who are sick brilliant. and stuff can, can get that yeah. kind of thing watch the space there you go yeah. anyway we'll end it on that season, uh, episode 8 not season 8 season 1 Hopefully we have eight seasons. Um, but just again, want to thank everyone for listening. Subscribe, leave us uh, feedback, talk Comment. to us on Twitter. 
talk to money. us on Instagram, <laughs> on Facebook. Money. Get us out there. <laughs> yeah, look, we're, we, we are looking for a show sponsor at the moment. So every episode, we're going to be looking for a different sponsor. So that's something just out there. To say thanks for Chris Eubank for turning up. Today. Yeah, Chris, <laughs> it was brilliant that you came on the show today. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to thank the cabin for their uh, yes. continued use uh, of um, their facilities. Um, yeah. Chris, Chris, thanks for coming. Uh, thanks, guys. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sweating there. I can't do it. <laughs> That's uh, episode eight. Cheers, lads. Thank you. Wrap it up. Uh... <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs>